0: A florist's world is filled with big budget, Instagram-worthy moments, leaving so many florists feeling inadequate or discouraged because this isn't the type of work that they're attracting. But the bigger issue I see florists struggle with is being overwhelmed and exhausted, and frankly, counting down the days till the end of wedding season. If you are struggling keeping up with the day-to-day details of your business, like proposals, ordering product, client meetings, and then getting this week's wedding done, all while trying to balance kids, a day job, self-care, and whatever else gets thrown your way, I'm Jenny Beck, and I am going to help you feel so much lighter in your business. I believe that today you can start to change your business and your life, and I'm here to help. I used to struggle with pricing. Everyone needed a deal because I felt like that was the path of growing my business. But in the end, I was needing to do more and more weddings and my calendar filled up with uninspiring work. I came to a point I couldn't do it anymore. Through coaching, courses, masterminds, and a lot of self-work, that has all changed. I feel creatively inspired, have the resources to work on my business and not constantly in my business, all while making impactful money, being a more present mom, and feeling balance in my life and business. Whether this is your side hustle, your mom hustle, or your everyday hustle, this podcast is the place for all the juicy details of creating a business you adore. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody, this is Jen, and you are listening to the Floral Hustle podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that I have seen so many florists back themselves into a corner and have a really hard time getting themselves out. And that is selling specific bloom choices to your brides, couples, clients that are doing everyday flowers. And they're just an easier way to do that. And I am all about how can we make, for one, our business less stressful? How can we make a experience with a customer less stressful for you and for the client? Because we want them to be having a good experience. And if they can sense that stress and that anxiety that you're not sure if you're going to get something, they can sense that. And then everything just feels kind of ick because all there is worry and so I want to talk about some stressless tactics on how not being specific about flower choices is really just going to make your life so much easier. So, first starting out, why should you not get specific? If you don't already know this yet, you might have already had an experience that is just like still haunts you to this day that when you made promises and they were either close to not coming through or they didn't coming through. And you potentially let down a client and yourself. And that can be really stressful. I have a, actually two different stories that I want to share that just to illustrate on how this can backfire and be positive by approaching it a different way. So I had a client about five years ago that was a future sister-in-law of someone I hold near and dear to my heart that had worked for me at a day job for a long time. And this bride, like every time I talked with her, she just gave me anxiety in general. But she fell in love with a photo on Pinterest that had amnesia roses in it. And this was five years back. Amnesia roses were, were hot and they literally were very hard to get. And of course, the price had been driven up at that point because of it. And so she was dead set. And this is before there was really any good subs. Right now, there's a really good sub. It's called Tier. That is a great amnesia sub. And that wasn't available back then. So, like, literally, this whole thing hung in the balance on getting these amnesia roses. And literally, a hurricane came and hit the Miami port which is where every single amnesia rose out of South America comes into the country. And it was such a bad hurricane that literally the ports were just shut down. I think it was like two and a half days. So nothing could come in to get distributed. I usually get my roses on Monday or Tuesday and it was Thursday. And they literally, by this skin of my teeth, those roses came. I could not get them out of California because they are just not something that's really grown there. i I literally called every single wholesaler. I was stressed out, and then the bride was such a mess. She was so worried. I'm like, this is something completely out of my control. A hurricane happened, a natural disaster, which is also why I have a clause in my contract about guaranteeing flower choices and having the right to be able to sub flower choices when needed and then also that things happen like natural disasters happen and I think it's force majeure you need to have those things that are just going to cover you but if you just approach it from the beginning so like that situation I learned so much and from that point on I no longer promise and even if it doesn't get me a wedding I don't promise specific blooms anymore because you don't need to and I have not lost a wedding at this point to not promising them that they are going to get the specific flower because I really I make it in their best interest to why they're not going to So this weekend, my bride, and which made me really called to even talk about this, she wants white anemones with the black center. And if you have ever worked with them, they are literally a serious pain in the ass. I normally have to order twice as many to even get enough nice ones to be able to use. And that is if, for one, I can get them because sometimes they just are not available. Sometimes they will be really, really red or have hints of red in them. So I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to try. I know she really loves them. But in my consultation process, I prefaced, this is a really hard to get flower. And not only hard to get because we're trying to get it in November, but it's also a very delicate flower And it's being forced to grow. So sometimes in November, it just doesn't look as great from a quality perspective. I will always try to get you something that you want, but I can't guarantee it because I just can't control Mother Nature. And my bride was so understanding that literally I didn't tell her that she's getting them. I didn't. It's not written in the proposal. I have a page in my proposals that say flower ideas, but has a preface on there. These are not guaranteed flower choices. This is just for you to get a idea on texture and um, bloom size and colors. And so this weekend I delivered her bouquets and the first thing when she saw them We got anemones. Oh, I'm so excited. I know you said they were so hard to get. So, thank you so much for getting them. And so, we have this great moment, a great moment of excitement. She was just like, Yay, because it was a surprise. If I would have delivered those bouquets and they wouldn't have had anemones in there, I still don't think that she would have been disappointed because of how I set the whole process up to be a seamless experience from an expectation standpoint. But it was a bonus. She was happy. I was happy. I wasn't happy having to deal with them. So they literally, they were just not great. And I literally did order twice as many as I needed to be able to help guarantee that I would have enough good ones. So when you're in your consultations or when you're even conversing with your bride. I would tell them, you know what, I don't want to be the one that for whatever reason you were disappointed on your wedding day. So I don't, as a practice, guarantee flower choices. And this is why. I've told brides my Miami port shutting down story. I have told them stories. I've had lots of things happen. I've had flowers held in customs because of bugs. I've had roses held in custom because of, I think it's botrytis or whatever, brasitis, the fungus that's on them. I have had roses get held in customs and then literally get sent to me three days later and they look like crap and I am not going to use a bad quality product. I have explained to them that when they give me that freedom to be able to go and really, like, find flowers in her inspiration palette that are inspiring and beautiful, I sometimes can find, I call them flower unicorns. They are flower choices that, without that freedom, I never would have been able to get for them. So it's in their best interest. You never know what you're going to find in the cooler. Then if you do have a unicorn flower story, share that with them because make them excited about the potential of what you might find. So I am on email lists of all the local flower farmers and there is one of my favorite flower farmers from up in northern Minnesota He sent out an email and literally he had a flower called mock orange. And it's available for a very short window. And so my bride had that autonomy for me to be able to pick it. And so when I saw that he had mock orange, if you've ever dealt with it, it is a beautiful crisp white. It is, it smells so good. And I literally, I just told him I want like 15 bunches or something like that for her wedding. And she loved it. The photos turned out stunning because I had that unicorn flower, that hard to find flower that literally, I think it it just made that wedding. And the same thing happens if you buy locally grown flowers. There are things that sometimes I'm like, what is that? That is stunning. That has to go in this wedding. I'm so excited for it because you need that creative excitement, like in getting those really big, beautiful dinner plate dahlias that you would never guarantee you're going to get, but they made that bride's bouquet or they made those centerpieces because you left it up to you to make those decisions. And then they're happy. Like, you're flipping this whole story of them potentially not getting what they want into this whole positive experience. And sometimes I have had, I've actually, I right now have a mother of the bride that I have done the three, her three daughters weddings. And one of them is now getting remarried. And I guess that really speaks to that they had a good experience, but they literally have that dusty mauve color palette that's super popular right now in 2022 going into 2023 and they don't under they just don't understand that like flowers don't just come in these colors this is a very hard to find color and so i've put choices in there and then she's like we only want the dusty mauve boutonnieres and taupe so i i don't ever use full-size roses in boutonnieres because i just i don't like the look or the aesthetic of it and so literally there are two spray rose choices in taupe because they don't want white and that is earth and then i think sahara sensation but sahara, sahara sensation is very peach and so i i'm like trying to explain to truth i said i do not want to disappoint you but we have such limited options with this color palette that I need to understand if white is okay as a backup if we don't get it or ivory or what you're comfortable with because I will not guarantee that we can get these. They also want Rosanna Brown, Lysianthus as one of the boutonniere options. And in March, I'm, I just, I can't guarantee it. If they were in the summer, I'd feel more confident, but I still wouldn't guarantee it anyways. Uh, I would feel more confident because I can get it from a local flower farmer. We have tons of local flower farmers here that grow absolutely stunning Rosanna Brown, where there's a couple of varieties similar to that. And at, you know, if they don't want to go with me for the fourth time, that is totally okay, because I am not going to, I want everything to be easy. I'm not going to go into March at the start of wedding season stressed out about a situation. Like, I don't need that wedding. You don't need that wedding. Because when you have those couples, that bride or that mother of the bride, I have an epic amount of mother of the brides that I'm dealing with that are reliving their whole wedding dreams through their daughter's wedding. And I, I just, I don't understand. That could be a whole episode just on that. But I'm not going to allow that to ruin the beginning of my wedding season, the middle of my wedding season, my weekend, my day, anything. So, having those boundaries because those are the clients normally that are going to be the biggest headache, want deals and discounts and not understanding why things cost so much and they want you to basically promise them everything and then not pay for it in my experience. So, you don't need that wedding. You might find another wedding that is absolutely more your speed and has somebody that is rational and that understands you are not a flower wizard that can manifest flowers exactly like they want. And so another thing that I've done that I think is helpful if I have continual problems with a certain type of flower, if you're watching on YouTube, you can look at this. I will take pictures of the crappiness of them in real life, and then I have a crappy flowers folder in my phone. So if I'm meeting some with somebody, and they're absolutely just set on this flower, I go, you know what? Let me show you one of my experiences with that flower. And then I show them. I said, we paid a lot of money, and that's what we got. And so I value your floral budget and using it wisely more than taking a chance on something like this if that week it is absolutely stunning in the cooler and I'm not you know basically forced to buy it because even though it's crappy quality because I pre-ordered it I'm just I'm trying to do you a favor and give you the best value for your wedding flowers and that's not one of them in my opinion They, if they can't respect that you're trying to help them again, maybe they're not your couple, maybe they're not your bride, maybe they're not the mother in law that you need to need continuously harassing you via email. So, flip this as a benefit to them, make this about them potentially getting something so much better, so much more stunning. Point out look at my Instagram, look at my portfolio, because as a practice, this is something that I do. I said, not only is it less stressful for me and gives me that opportunity to be creative, it also it benefits my brides because I have so much of love for finding something and making your wedding unique that I, I want to do that for you. And so if you let me be creative and have that autonomy, it's going to really shine in your flowers. And normally, if they don't get that, then they're not going to get much else. So, another thing that I think is really beneficial is when you are explaining hard to find blooms, correlate that to pricing. Because many of those people that have very black and white thinking about bloom choices, also in my experience, are very budget conscious. So, if you explain to them, That in September, I know you love those toffee roses. Everybody that has tried to get toffee roses recently probably knows what I'm saying. We're going to pay a premium for them because there is high demand and very low availability and production of that rose. And if they keep pushing, I just I love that rose. From my understanding and speaking to I think I spoke to five rose farms in Ecuador. There is a patent on that rose and it is such limited quantities because it's only grown by a couple and every single bride on Pinterest looking at September, October weddings is in love with it, which has driven the price up. And I don't tell them the cost. I will tell them how many times a normal rose price it is. It can be six times, five times, three times. And that's that's not a good use of your budget because I know that you shared it with me that we're really trying to be in this budget. So again, you're selling the value to them that this might not be a good value. I will try. And if they seem like they are in our budget, I will try to get them for you. But I don't want to promise and have you be disappointed. So, we've talked about ways to flip that script to your couple or to your bride or to your everyday customer that this is hard to get. This is something that just really usually isn't great quality, even though I know it looks impeccable on Pinterest. And especially those everyday clients. And if it's something that you don't have in stock, explain to them it's not something that I normally stock. So, I will have to have another delivery come out and if they can't understand like there's costs associated i mean amazon forever it was free if something was wrong with your item it was free for them to have pickup and now it's costing you gas prices all uh, labor prices all these things impact that end result and so i will have to have another thing of flowers delivered And I know that my wholesaler has instated a minimum that I need to order $75 of flowers. And if I don't need that much, then I'm buying some supply, which I'm all about stockpiling supplies to set yourself up for success. Even though it is an expenditure, it is well worth it because guess what? I still have floral glue because I've been strategic about Every time that I needed to add something a little bit extra, every time I was at the wholesaler, I go buy those hard-to-find things. Or even another wholesaler that I usually just have do deliveries, if I know I'm getting a delivery, all those hard-to-find things like Oasis 2 and 3 brick foam brick trays, I will email her and ask her. I will email her, even though I don't need floral glue right now, I will email her. And I will just double check, hey, do you have these in yet? Because you never know when they're going to get a shipment in or when things are going to catch up. I mean, I've, I stockpiled uh, cylinder vases, uh, the seven and three quarter cylinder vases at the beginning of the season and was using some of them, you know, as my a la carte flowers comes with a vase and it's not a rental item. And so I was using it. I was like, so I needed a delivery. Hey, do you have these cylinder vases, like the seven and three quarter? She's like, you know what? I only have three cases left. They deal with a lot of floors. So I was like, I will just take them. Even though they were like $5 a vase, I will just take them. And when I saw Dollar Tree, just in case you uh, are not on their email list, Dollar Tree just came in with their cylinders here in the U.S. I just picked up five cases today. I don't need them right now. But I would rather have a pile of vases than be scrambling trying to find those. So, here are some ways that you can actually set yourself up for success when you're looking for harder to find product or when you're looking for that unicorn product. First thing is if it is something that's hard to find, I order it from two wholesalers. We in the Twin Cities market have four wholesalers. One I'm not really a fan of. It's so weird. Everything is pre-booked in inventory. So you actually can't go just shop in the cooler. It's just a weird experience for me. So uh there are three here in the twin cities and each one of them has their strengths and weaknesses and I order from them accordingly. And I actually that could be a whole episode just ordering and where you should order from what you should look for how you can basically take what is great about that wholesaler and leave what is not because there are things like that at every wholesaler that I've dealt with so I will order a hard to find item either from two sources from that wholesaler or from two wholesalers so this past week the anemones I literally they have a an online auction system called Hollex h-h-o-l-e-x and I do think it is something that many of the wholesalers use because all three of the local wholesalers that I use actually have that system. And it's just a different login to have it dropped off at that actual wholesaler. So that is totally something that you might want to check with your wholesaler to see if they offer it because I absolutely love buying from Holux. It gives me so much, uh, for one, um, reach because literally it's the holland uh, flower markets and there are all of these amazing flowers painted plamosa uh, i often buy from there because it, you can't find it really anywhere easily and at that price point uh so i i definitely utilize them for a lot of my sourcing i actually you can buy from Hollux holland and Hollux miami and out of Miami, I can buy some roses. I a lot of times will buy my hydrangeas. And so check with your wholesaler if they have it. I, I'm just throwing it out there that I use it a lot. I've bought $3,000 of flowers in one week off of it for a large wedding because it it is just a great value from a, a pricing standpoint and then from a headache standpoint. I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I absolutely love my sales rep at one of the biggest wholesalers here in town. But their buyer sucks. And I never feel 100% confident that I'm going to walk in and I'm going to have what I ordered. And so a lot of times those are the situations that I order from two places. And I will either buy like 30% at one and I'll buy 70% from him or I'll do 50-50 or I'll order some on Holics and then some from him because then I'm also getting a different grower. And then I'm getting a little bit different of product. So sometimes you can mix those things so that they just really blend nicely. And then I know I'm talking about it in a roundabout way, but don't put your all your eggs in one wholesaler basket because then you will get stuck. I see so many florists that look like they're almost verge of tears because for one, they've likely promised... The bride or the couple, something they shouldn't have. And then it either didn't come in or it looks horrible or it's going to be here in two days or it didn't come in time, a million different things. And so if you know that this is not their strength, don't use them. Try somewhere else. And even if you want to try, Hey, the week before that wedding or two weeks before or a month before, order a couple bunches and just, I have a weekly church account. Use them in that. Use them in something that you have from an everyday perspective because spending that $30, $40 to test something when you need three dollars to $400 or $500 of a certain type of flower is going to save you so much headache. Then, make friends with flower farmers. I have a good relationship with several flower farmers here in the Twin Cities area. One of them actually will come and you can shop out of his van and he has all these amazing things and it's just awesome. Another one has a local florist market that she has all these, I mean, her stuff is just absolutely stunning, grows a lot of unique flowers like apple of Peru and it just, it's It's just amazing. Her dahlias are amazing. And they're such a great resource because you can always be like, Hey, I'm looking for something in X color palette. What do you have? And then you can take that. One of them will even send me pictures like, Hey, I have this bucket of dahlias. Is this what you were thinking? Absolutely. I'll pick them up. (laughs) And then we also have, which is very unique, I think, to the Twin Cities, we have a local growers co op and it is called TCFE. It's a Twin Cities Florist Exchange, and they actually have their own warehouse and all of these flower farmers, so they don't have to drive around in their van and deliver to a million florists. They sell through this because it's the opportunity to expand, not run themselves ragged by not only flower farming. I don't know if you've ever grown any flowers, but it is a lot of work, a lot of work. I um, have a small little urban flower farm here in Bloomington, and it is so much work that they just sometimes just don't have the capacity, nor do I blame them uh, to run around and sell direct. So this is such a great way because, for one, they that local flower farmer might not have 80 cafe dahlias or might not have 15 bunches of whatever you're looking for. So they can take several flower farmers and source them together to fill your order. And so we're so lucky here to have that. And if you don't have one, definitely like talk to flower farmers about collaborating with each other or maybe even having a group I started in Minnesota here, a Facebook group and it's an Instagram page called the MN Floral Collective. And literally some of the flower farmers, they've went and introduced themselves on there. They have said, here is what I sell. They've put like, hey, I have all of these left this week. Is anybody interested? And there has been some great connections for one people didn't even know about uh, that flower farmer or that they were growing that or whatever. And so they've been able to get rid of some inventory and some florists have gotten some really great product. And so start a group like that. It's a great way for not only connecting with flower farmers, but it's a great way to connect with other floral friends. We have had, hey, I just got an inquiry for September 2nd and I booked who's available. Send me a DM. And so I can introduce you. Hey, I'm looking for freelancers for such and such date. Is anybody available? My whatever flowers didn't come in this week. Does anybody have any extras? Hey, I have the Smilex left over. Like the conversations in this group have just been amazing. And so if you are a leader in your market that cares about flower friends connecting with each other or just about making the floral community better, definitely start that group. It, It literally didn't take me much time, energy, other than I did make a website and made a big deal out of it. It doesn't need to be that. You can make it super simple and just tell your flower friends. Literally, if I'm in line at the wholesaler and I have not met somebody, I introduce myself. Hey, I'm Jen from Green Goddess Floral. And what's your shop name? And I just I talk with them because you never know when that relationship like you might need help. They might need help. You might have something that is in your Instagram stories that they have to rent out to a client and they've been looking for it support flower friend because i i book weddings by doing that by literally supporting all of these local florists i have had weddings sent my way because i i generally care about their business and it being successful and they can tell that and so they know i do a good job they know i can take care of that client exceptionally and so they're just like yeah i i want to send a, a a wedding her way cuz why not so big tangent but They are absolutely amazing. Make flower friends with local flower farmers. And for one, they're usually just great people. I talked about auction sites. There's lots of auction sites out there. Definitely check them out. If you buy from Kennecott, Kennecott is a chain. And they also have a Kennecott direct site. They also have Holix. So that's just another great resource. And then buying direct. I literally buy... I would say 80% of my roses direct from flower farms in Ecuador. I have them shipped to my house. I usually have them delivered on Monday. And you cut so much time off that process by buying direct. Because it's coming direct to you, it's not going into Miami. It's going to Miami to then come to you. But it's not sitting in a Miami wholesaler and then getting on a truck that's then cold Trucked all the way up here to Minnesota, so that process takes a couple days. Sitting in Miami would take a day, so you're usually adding about three to four days of time by buying out of the the cooler at the wholesaler, and that's if you know when that box came. Because I have seen a lot of flower friends that are buying out of the the area of roses that are in water at our local wholesaler. Well, those roses actually probably are almost 3 to 4 days even older than that because they came in on Sunday. And I know that my roses were picked, shipped, and when they got to me. And there has been shipping delays. Uh, one of them ships through UPS, one of them ships through FedEx. But in my experience the roses are beautiful. They are for one the age, really you can tell the quality is just so much better. The coloring usually is so much better because I, they're not going to deliver me a crappy product because they know for what I'm going to say something. And for two, they, they just care about florist business. They don't have to burn through 50 different wholesalers that they're sending to. They care that I get a quality product and they even send me in, hey, how was your roses? They check in. So it's just another great, great experience, in my opinion, to try. There are sample boxes with some of them. Uh, If you send me a DM on Instagram to The Floral Hustle, I can actually uh, send me your email address and I'll do an introduction email with my sales rep at my favorite, uh, Rose Farm, because I just I absolutely love her. She's always great to deal with. And they're like they have the best quicksands that I've I've just I've ever had. And their pricing is comparable to buying out of a cooler, but sometimes it's cheaper like last week when i got quicksands i think they were a buck 65 but literally the wholesaler was like 239 so that was a pretty big savings it's not always that way but it sometimes is and then the last thing i want to talk about with hard to find blooms is really build yourself a budget so that you can find those unicorn flowers and you can make yourself creatively fulfilled When I see florists that have rigid recipes for their weddings coming up, they have no fluidity. Their designs are very cookie cutter. Everything looks similar to each other and they don't usually stray from their core flowers that they use. Just, I I can see it on Instagram. I can see it through their work that there isn't like this creative abundance of energy. And I also think that then you're attracting that type of client by putting that type of energy and that type of work out there. So having a little bit of budget built in for buying those unicorn flowers, those fun flowers, those flowers that inspire you, for one, will keep you creatively fulfilled as a florist. As a human being, you will find more joy because you are not doing the same thing every week. You are finding something that is inspiring. It's mother nature. It's why we are florists. Because we are dealing with beauty and just creating. And if you can fuel your soul by having a little bit of budget built to do so. Because you've set your whole consultation process up for success from the get-go. Like you are going to be happy. Your couples are going to be happy. And the universe is just going to be a better place because even your freelancers will be more happy because they get to deal with fun, beautiful shit. And they're not using, oh God, not another rose bouquet. No, we are going to have locally grown dahlias. We're going to have apple of Peru in the bouquets. We are going to have just all these amazing things, this amazing celosia from a flower farmer. Just having that budget is just going to make you so much happier. When I started doing that a few years back, you can actually see it in, in my work. Like my work changed. My everything changed. I actually changed my business name when I started doing that because I didn't feel like my old business name served me the direction that I wanted to take my company that felt good was a completely different direction than what I was doing before I started using a play budget on a monthly basis so or on a per wedding basis I hope that helped few different tactics on how to deal with those couples or those clients that really just aren't being flexible how you can spin it to make them see that this is in their benefit And then some different ways to help set yourself up for success in this upcoming season or this your upcoming career. This just doesn't have to be like, I'm going to try this on one wedding. Just try it for a season. Building in that play budget. Using tactics to, to help secure product by ordering from multiple places. Building in really just like some backups that aren't hard. This wedding season and your floral business in general, how can this be easy? How can this feel good? Because that's what it's all about. Especially if you're a mom running a mom hustle or if you're running your side hustle, you frankly don't have time to deal with bullshit. And I don't want you to have to either because this should be fun we're playing with flowers. We're helping people make their dream day come true. We are helping people deliver something to brighten somebody's day that they're maybe they lost their mom or their dad, or they just had a baby and they're just joyful, but they're tired. And we are a part of those moments. And so they can fuel us just like they fuel our clients. Thank you so much for listening today. I so appreciate you. I am so excited about all the episodes that I have planned. And if you ever have any suggestions, please send me a DM on Instagram at The Floral Hustle. I so appreciate you and have a great week, flower friend. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found value or today's episode was helpful, please head to your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every week of new episodes. And while you're there, please go and leave a review. Reviews are so important for getting this message out to all of our other flower friends. Also, if you are wanting additional support, head on over to Facebook and join the Floral Hustle Facebook group, which is a place for like-minded floralpreneurs wanting a more aligned and more profitable floral business. Flower friend, have a fun-filled flower week.